everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Press Play News. My name is Natalia. I'm the news editor. My name is Osman Ashrif. I am University Press contributor and looking to be a weekly contributor with the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm the social media manager. And here's your news for this week. COVID-19 cases have more than tripled in the past two weeks. The seven-day rolling average for cases is up to 37,000 as of July 20th, up from less than 14,000 on July 7th, according to data collected by John Hopkins University. Health officials are blaming the highly contagious Delta variant and vaccine hesitancy among certain groups in the United States, combined with rampant misinformation. Those hospitalized are increasingly younger and virtually all have one thing in common. They are unvaccinated. Just 56.2% of Americans have at least one shot of a vaccine, according to the CDC. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, said that 99% of COVID deaths in the past six months were unvaccinated people and that the Delta variant made up 83% of new cases. Some counties and cities in the United States, such as Los Angeles and St. Louis, have instituted new restrictions in response to the new cases. Lawyers for the state of Mississippi have urged the Supreme Court to overturn Roy Rissa's raid. The Attorney General for the state of Mississippi, Lynn Fitch, urged the Supreme Court last month to overturn Roe v. Wade, and now the case has taken an aggressive approach. The state is appealing to lower court rulings that struck down a law that would have banned abortions past 15 weeks of pregnancy. According to NBC News, the law, called the Gestational Age Act, would allow later abortions to only be done in cases of medical emergencies or cases of severe fetal abnormality. Nancy Northup, president of the Center for Reproductive Rights, who was cited in the article, said that it reveals the extreme and regressive strategy of abortion bans and restrictions that have been passed already. The court will argue this case sometime this fall. Last Friday, a Texas federal judge ruled that the immigration program would grant and prevent the deportation of thousands of young immigrants who were brought into the country to get a pass and waive any deportation reasons for two years and can be renewed. The judge ruled it illegal in preventing any new DACA or as the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals applicants were being submitted or processed through the systems. Since former President Barack Obama back in 2012 introduced it to keep any young immigrants that came through from the southern border of the United States to stay in the country, former President Trump announced he would end it in 2017. But the Supreme Court ruled that in 2020, it will not that it hasn't ended properly. According to Hannon, the judge who ruled against it said this, and according to AP News, the hardship that the continued operation of DACA has inflicted on them being the states. Hannon would go on to say Obama did not have the power to, as the DACA law avoided Congress. States such as South Carolina, Texas, Alabama, and others being Republican states said it drained their health care and education resources. But Hannon said that the United States Congress must take action if the United States wants to protect those in DACA. Florida and Texas have both threatened sanctions against Ben and Jerry's ice cream after the brand's announcement of an upcoming boycott that will end sales of its ice cream in Israel's occupied Palestinian territories. Florida and Texas are two of 35 states that have passed laws or have executive orders that forbid companies and organizations from participating in the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, otherwise known as BDS. The BDS movement seeks to economically harm Israel for its actions against Palestinian people. Ben and Jerry's plans to prohibit the sale of its ice cream in Judea and Samaria, an Israeli-occupied area of the West Bank. Ben and Jerry's is a wholly owned subsidiary of Unilever, a public company that has investments in Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said the state's executive board would have to stop acquiring any and all Unilever assets in order to comply with the state's anti-BDS laws. 
Texas is also investigating whether Ben and Jerry's violated the state's anti-BDS laws. The state's moves followed a public call issued by Israel's ambassador to the U.S., Gilad Erdan, asking 35 states with anti-BDS laws to take action against Ben and Jerry's. On July 19th, Ben and Jerry's announced that it would not renew its license agreement with the company that manufactures and distributes its ice cream in the region once the agreement expires at the end of the year. Ada Tuma Sliman, an Israeli lawmaker with the joint list of Arab parties, praised Ben and Jerry's decision as appropriate and moral in, in remarks to Newsweek. She added that the occupied territories are not a part of Israel. January 6, 2021 was a day that many would view as an attack on our democracy as pro-Trump Republican rioters were storming the Capitol in hopes of overturning the 2020 election, but to no avail. And as of now, there have been arrests, detainments, and charges upon those who have actively participated in the riots. House Speaker out of California, Nancy Pelosi, established a September 11th-like commission in reference to the commission to investigate those responsible and bring those to justice for the crimes and the killing of almost 3,000 people on September 11th, 2001. As she's selecting and approving any members interested in serving on the commission, there's a sense from the GOP that she is not interested in finding out the conspirators, but she is, in fact, just playing politics. House Minority Leader and would-be a speaker of the House, should the Republicans take the House in the midterms in 2022, has made five picks to serve on the commission. Pelosi has vetoed two of those five GOPers, two of them being Jim Jordan, a stout Trump supporter out of Ohio, and Jim Banks, Republican out of Indiana. Both Banks and Jordan objected to confirm Biden's win over the former president, Donald Trump. McCarthy, out of California, called out Pelosi's move as a, quote, an egregious abuse of power and accused her of being more interested in playing politics than seeking the truth, according to CNBC. This came from a comment that Republicans are, quote, Republicans are afraid of the truth. There have been others from the red side of the aisle arguing that Pelosi selected members who have the same views as her. Despite being Republican, she has approved Elizabeth Liz Cheney, the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, her being the lone Republican from the state of Wyoming. She is known to be a devout Reno, in other words, is a Republican in name only, who has recently been against the former President Trump and voted against Trump in the impeachment proceedings that looked to impeach him in, on the January 6th of inciting a riot. Pelosi refused to appoint any one of the two GOPers, quoting, may well be a material witness to events that led to the invasion, Cheney said. The other disqualified himself through comments that showed he viewed his appointment as a political platform, she said. After she had refused both Banks and Jordan, McCarthy threatened to withdraw all five picks from the commission. The Summer Olympics are in full swing as the game started this past Friday, July 23rd, after a year-long postponement due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Spectators are not allowed into the games, and Tokyo is still under a state of emergency due to the rising case numbers of COVID in the country. The number of COVID cases linked to the Olympics stands at 127. The games were end on August 8th. In other Olympic news, the International Olympic Committee, also known as the IOC, announced this past Wednesday that Australia will host the 2032 Summer Olympics and Paralympics. The next Summer Olympics after Tokyo will be in 2024 in Paris and LA in 2028. For Winter Olympics, Beijing is hosting the 2022 Winter Olympics. Jeff Bezos joined Richard Branson, the key person of Virgin Galactic, flew into space with his brother Mark Bezos, a volunteer firefighter and investor, and two other passengers on the Blue Origin spaceship to fly away from Earth and coming back again. The 10-minute flight was automated, unlike Branson, who flew nine days apart from Bezos. He had a piloted crew, while Bezos had an automated one without any space officials 
on it. Some say that there were winners in history who called this. I got goosebumps, said Angel Herrera of El Paso, Texas, who watched the launch from inside Van Horn High School about 25 miles away. The hair on the back of my neck stood up just witnessing history, said Herrera. Blue Origin is making, is making work on a massive new rocket titled the New Glenn, which can be a reference to John Glenn being the third American to go into space or go on the moon and the first American to Earth, and as he did many times. New Glenn looks to put payloads of people in, into orbit from Cape Canaveral in Florida. The company also wants to be on the moon, which hasn't been done since SpaceX did it in 2018. Bezos and Blue Origin are challenging NASA's sole contract award to SpaceX, which should be an interesting space race to the moon again. Bezos, think Tuesday, was, was this, and I quote, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, because you guys all pay for this, which has caused an uproar amongst Amazon workers and Amazon union supporters. Bezos said he finances the rocket by selling $1 billion of his Amazon stock and contributes to it every year. And an update, the FAA will not give Bezos astronaut wings as rules say to qualify. One must engage in activities that contribute to public safety. He hasn't, and you can say Bezos is not an astronaut. On July 22nd, the United States Senate voted to increase the defense budget by $25 billion. The increase in the budget is a blow to President Biden's spending plans, as well as voters hoping for a decrease in military spending. Despite the vote, the budget is not yet final. The Senate and House must agree on a final defense budget bill later this year. The House and Senate Appropriations Committee will have to agree to go along with the proposal for the budget increase to happen. Republicans have been calling for an annual increase in defense spending of 3 to 5% above inflation and have become angry with Biden's quote-unquote flat budget, which they contend cannot keep up with China. GOP members of the Armed Services Committee have argued the Pentagon is being left behind while Biden and Democrats look to boost spending for most other federal agencies. And that has been your news on New Press Play News this week.